Welcome to the All About Life podcast, a podcast that explores topics relating to marriage, parenting, finances, and more. Created to help you and your family stay healthy and grow spiritually. Now for this month's episode, here's your host, Jared Stevens. Well, welcome to another episode of All About Life. Now, in this episode, we're going to unpack the topic of being better communicators in our marriage. Now, I've read that the average couple spends only about 20 minutes a week talking with each other. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like that's nearly enough. Well, today, we want to help you be better communicators with your spouse. And our guest is Wendy Regner. She is a licensed professional counselor and owner of To Have and To Hold Couples Care here in Fargo. Wendy, before we get get started. Just want to welcome you. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, Jared. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, talk a little bit about your background. I started with a, a bachelor's degree in child development and family science after several years of working with children and families in, in that part of my career and working with a lot of couples through different courses in our church really developed an interest in um, couples therapy and completed my degree in counseling through Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. I worked with Valley Christian Counseling Center for a few years before launching out onto my own in my couples-focused counseling practice uh, a couple of years ago. Let's uh, dive into the topic. We want to help people today be better communicators uh, with their spouse. And I'm sure that you've heard this phrase a few times since you've been in your practice we just don't communicate. Can you share maybe a little bit about what that really means? Mm-hmm. It's a very common phrase, and it can mean anything from we have opposite schedules and we don't make the time to have conversations between each other. It means we have varied expectations about how much time we spend together. Sometimes it's the quality of our conversations. Sometimes we're focused on just the kids. Sometimes we're focused on just the work. Sometimes we don't understand what each other needs um, in the type of communication that we desire. So what would it mean to be an effective communicator with your spouse? Or how can I do it better? I think uh, effective communication is more about understanding each other and feeling understood by each other. Well, we're speaking with Wendy Regner from To Have and To Hold Couples Care and chatting about becoming better communicators within our marriages. How does poor communication play into the whole picture of a couple's relationship? It can certainly put up some some roadblocks, can it? It sure can. It's pretty tough to have good outcomes and positive feelings without good communication. What are some words that I should avoid Like if I'm talking to my wife, maybe we're not necessarily seeing things eye to eye. What are some words that I should avoid when we're trying to work through a problem? Oh, that's a great question. Um, There are definitely some key words, some words that uh, tend to be triggers. And those are words like always, never, you, can't, should or shouldn't. Phrases like hate, like I hate it when you say that. If I'm honest, I think I've used... Some of those words, like always and never, and my wife has said, why do you, why do you say that? It's mm-hmm. not always. Mm-hmm. It's not never. Right. So just being able to use other words to describe it, mm-hmm. you know, still being able to share what you're feeling. And sharing what you're feeling is a very important piece of that. You can say, you never help me with dishes. Or you can say, it feels like 
I'm always the one doing the dishes. Feels a lot different mm -hmm. to the hearer that way. To speak a little more to that, how could I express my feelings and uh, hear my spouse's feelings without getting defensive? Because sometimes when you get into those situations, the walls go up and it doesn't take very long for things to kind of escalate and blow out of proportion and feelings are hurt. How can I express myself so that doesn't happen? That is so true. One, one triggering phrase can take that attempt at communication down a really negative path. Um, so phrases like, you know, I statements, I feel like you're not listening to me when you're looking at your phone while I'm asking you to help with something or help me understand why you did this thing. Those are some of those key statements that are very helpful. Seek clarification. It looks, it feels to me like you think I should do this instead of you always expect me to do these things. It is the All About Life podcast, and uh, today visiting with Wendy Regner uh, from To Have and To Hold Couples Care and chatting about being better communicators within our marriages. And sometimes we, we kind of liken our communication to, to verbal, like I'm talking with my spouse and it's just a verbal thing, but yeah, there's so much more to communication than just verbal, isn't there? Oh, much more. I've seen some numbers from studies that suggest that verbal communication, the words that come out of our mouths, is really only about 20 or 30 oh, percent wow. of our total communication. And the nonverbals, our body language, the expressions that we have, whether we're looking at the other person or not, those play a really big part as we get to know our partners over time, we make some assumptions about, okay, if this is the face he makes when I say this, I know he doesn't like it. Well, that's only an assumption, but body language is important. Um, the other piece of that is the love languages. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, love languages. There's what, five of them? Yep. We are feeling um, communicated with and understood when we're related to in the love language that's ours. So there are five acts of service, quality time, physical touch, gifts, and words of affirmation. My wife and I, we've kind of dived into the, the love languages and okay. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, quality time. I just love spending time with my spouse and hers is act of service. And I'm not so good at the acts of service sometimes. And it's been so good to kind of know those things so then you can work on that area. It really is. Um, here I go with that word assumptions again. We make assumptions that if our love language is acts of service and I'm doing, doing, doing for my spouse and like you and your wife, your, your love language is quality time, so you can make the assumption that the doing, doing, doing is instead of spending quality time and you can question the love. You can question why don't they want to spend time with me. 
So that's another tricky thing about love languages is that we tend to communicate with our partner in the one that feels most loving to us instead of making sure we know theirs and being intentional and communicating in that love language. So like if somebody had a love language of words of affirmation and the other is giving gifts, well, giving gifts to somebody that uh, appreciates the words of affirmation there's a disconnect there a little bit, isn't there? Mm-hmm. There's a huge disconnect. And I've seen that with couples in my practice. Uh, they'll come in and they'll say, I just don't feel loved. I don't feel understood. And you can see the exasperation on the partner's face or in their body language. And then they'll say, I do the dishes. I mow the lawn. I do all of these things that I know need to be done and are important things and I'm expressing my love. And yet he or she tells me that they're not feeling loved and I don't know what else to do. So you had mentioned a word that I wanted us to talk a little bit about and that's uh, expectations. Mm -hmm. How does the idea of expectations play into this whole idea of being better communicators? Oh, it's huge. Um, The expectations that we each carry into our relationship from other relationships, from our upbringing, we have expectations that we'll be spoken to in a certain tone, expectations that we'll be communicated with about every detail of life. There are assumptions that we make, well, my mom and dad did it this way, so of course we'll do it that way. And then our perceptions of how understood we are based on those expectations and assumptions. On top of our expectations, what role would our faith play in this whole, this whole puzzle? I'm really glad you asked that because that's one of the things I love to talk to couples about. There are three facets of intimacy in a relationship physical intimacy, emotional intimacy, and the communication is a big part of the emotional intimacy, and then spiritual intimacy. If they're not, if a couple's not on the same page with their faith, or one of them is a believer or isn't, you know, that can create conflict in itself. But also, the faith aspect comes into play when you're in conflict and you can simply pause. I encourage, encourage this a lot. And couples look at me like, I can't even believe that's going to work. <laughs> I will say, pause in the midst of that conflict and just take a minute to pray for each other. And it helps. That's something that in the heat of the moment, you, you don't really think about those things. Yeah, it takes the wind out of that conflict sail. Chatting with uh, Wendy Regner from To Have and To Hold Couples Care and uh, working through being better communicators, unpacking that. There's been some great stuff. And what are some tips that you could give us to make us better communicators with our spouse? What are some things that we could put into place right now sure. and try to improve that? Okay. So it's it's been interesting watching couples throughout the whole COVID sure. season and um, the way that quarantine has slowed couples down and allowed them to spend more time together. I'm seeing a lot of couples who are feeling better about their communication and their relationship simply because they have less distractions. They have more time together. They've had to collaborate on changes in schedules. So things like planning times 
that you can be together as life picks up speed again. We go back to school. There are less limitations on our outside activities. Plan specific times to be together, date nights, or even just Sunday nights sitting down and looking at the calendar for the week ahead, those kinds of things. Take breaks when you're in conflict because we can get escalated and our emotions can take over. Our body language can take over. The way we're looking to the other person isn't the way we're feeling on the inside. So take breaks when you're in conflict. I very much encourage when you need that break, whoever says, time out, I need a break, indicates both how long the break will be and then is the one responsible to come back to it. Okay. And kind of restate and clarify what the actual issue is. So that clarification as well. And then again, just minimizing the distractions. And really, whether you were newly married or you've been married 50 years, be a student of your spouse. Ask them questions. Observe what they're doing, what they're needing. Seek clarification on how they're feeling about the relationship. Now, I've heard it kind of said sometimes that and they'd be like, okay, what do I got to do to fix this? And, oh, yeah. you know, just, you know, let's fix it today. Let's get it done with. And that's really not how it works, right? It's it's not a sprint mentality. It's a marathon uh, mentality. And it takes work and it takes grace, doesn't it? It certainly does. That is the way to look at it is more of a marathon <laughs> mentality. Mm-hmm. When we want to, we want to build something strong and lasting and we can't do that overnight not even in our quick fix society i tell couples all the time about anything worth keeping is worth building slowly that's good you know build that build that sturdy foundation and if the sturdy foundation has been disrupted or eroded well then it's important to to go back clean out what's broken restore what's not sturdy anymore, and um, learn how to do it in a healthier, stronger way. If couples are struggling with their communication, maybe they're just kind of at their wits end and they don't know what to do, how could they contact you and get with you that way? I'm here in Fargo. They can contact me either um, by phone at 701-541-4092 or they can reach out to me by email for an initial contact at th2fargo at gmail.com. All right. And you're also on Facebook too, right? Yes, I am. To happen awesome. to hold couples care on Facebook as well. All right. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for taking time to uh, give us some practical advice for being better communicators in our relationships. Thank you, Jared. Thank you for joining us today for the All About Life podcast helping families stay healthy and grow spiritually. The All About Life podcast is a presentation of Life 97.9.